This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to The Reel Down on Paddle and Fin with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything in tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. All right, guys, welcome back to The Reel Down Monday Night on Live. Um, we're missing Dan tonight. He had a couple things to take care of. So, uh, I actually got a special guest host, awesome guy, killer angler. We've had him on a couple times of recently and he does really good every time he's on the podcast. So we figured we'd bring him in here to quiz these guys. So here's Adam Riser. What's up, man? Hey, I'll be happy Monday, Jimmy. Oh, it's a, yeah. Happy is not a good, no. Ready Walk for Tuesday. Yeah, I know. It's been like a whole week, man. And you've been making your rounds on the pod. Apparently, I'm doing all of the, the year's podcasts in one week is how it's looking like. So, yeah. Heck yeah. The resident now. Well, uh, welcome. You get to do it from the uh, the other end of it. This will yeah, be fun. You, I can put you some usually question have questions into and, what I say. Yeah. Yeah. We usually get us with some questions of your own when you're on. So, it works out. Um, but, yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. It was kind of short sure. notice. Sure. We've been we've been thinking about it, but uh, for everybody else, we're giving everybody a few minutes. We've got some viewers, and uh, if you can like, share it up, you know, let everybody know uh, that we're live right now. We got the uh, Georgia Bass Nation State Championship, I think is how they put it. It's the Bass Nation Qualifier for 2021. Um, so, without further ado, we're going to start adding them in here. We got Mr. Freddie Garza, that's uh, the director for Bass Nation for the state. What's up, Freddie? How's it going, guys? And then we got uh, Mr. Jason Alford. Welcome, Jason. Hey, thanks for having us. 
Tom Kazmersky and Dylan Lowry. What's up, guys? How you doing, Dylan? Welcome. It put y'all in the backward order I was going for, but whatever. You're all here. What's up? That's impressive. Six strong tonight, huh? Yeah. This is the first time I've done this by myself with this many people, so I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance if I start throwing people out and in and around. And But we'll get it going. So uh, what's up, guys? Thanks for coming on. Um, Y'all all qualified for hopefully one of the biggest events we got going on next year. Um, looking at the numbers, y'all all did really good. So uh, we're going to start with Freddie. We're going to let Freddie talk about what this was because this is still kind of new. Uh, I did one down here in Alabama in August. But, uh, Freddie, if you want to just give us a brief intro on who you are and what this event was and means. Sure. Um, Freddie Garza, I'm tournament director for Georgia Bass Nation Kayak Anglers. Um, you know, this year with bass kind of entering our community, we had an opportunity to uh, to kind of do what we wanted. But, you know, given the uh, restriction of time and, you know, everybody's schedules being out, Georgia opted to just have a uh, state championship this year. Um, so we held it uh, this past weekend, and we qualified five five guys, and we'll be sending them to uh, to Texas in March. So we're excited about it. Um, you know, I was really overwhelmed with the uh, amount of support we had from the Georgia kayak community, and you know, everybody that showed out. We had some really really good anglers out there this weekend on a on a lake that hadn't been fished on any tournament trail this year. So that was kind of intentional, um, but the guys really showed out and, and showed us what they were made of. So. Um, I think it was a great weekend. I hope everybody enjoyed it, and we look forward to uh, starting up our trail here in uh, in the spring. Heck yeah! We're uh, so what lake for you said? You know you you chose a lake that wasn't fished by any of the trails. Where were y'all? We we're at Lake Sinclair. Awesome. And what what's the yeah. reputation for for Sinclair for someone that's never heard of it but maybe has a familiarity with bass fishing in general? What's the reputation for that lake? Well, I think I'll let one of the guys kind of talk about it, but from sure. what we had, you know, as far as research going into it, I'd never fished it. You know, it was one of those lakes that, you know, I was curious about. I hadn't heard much of, um, but you know, the, the lake I think is known for, for a lot smaller, uh, smaller fish. There's a lot of grass, a lot of structure there. Okay. Um, you know, the guys were, were definitely challenged with you know, some of the, uh, weather that we had leading up to the event, you know, I think it changed some patterns and, you know, the guys really, really had to put in the work and it was a real grind. You know, I was talking to quite a few of them leading up to the tournament, um, that were pre-fishing out there and, you know, they were getting very creative and trying to find, you know, different locations that would work and, you know, ensuring that they were still staying within the regulations. So it made okay. it interesting. You know, I, I think leading up to the event, I'm like, you know, I think we picked the right place. You know, it's definitely going to show out the guys that, you know, put the preparation into to being on top. And, you know, you got our five. And I think, you know, those five definitely put in the work to get it done. And they, they got it done. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, I'll definitely say you did a good job. You had more people come out to this than I did mine. You beat me by like four people, I think. <laughs> So I'm a little jealous <laughs> on that. And half of mine came from another state. So uh, congrats to you on that. I'm going to have to fix that for next year. And then you, you touched briefly on y'all doing a trail series next year. Uh, same. Most of the Southern states are doing that for anybody watching and listening, you know, get, join your state bass nations. We're going to be doing big things next year. I know me and Freddie are going to try to work out a co-event at some point. We're going to try to have George and Alabama combined on one, I think, 
uh, we're going to do the same thing with Tennessee. So, you know, if you're not part of it or you're just not hearing about it, you know, at least get on Facebook, look all these groups up and follow the Bass Nation for 2021. So getting on from that, guys, uh, let's start with with Dylan. Uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, who you are, what you do, how you got in kayak fishing. Uh, I got in kayak fishing in 2016. Uh, my buddy Shane Williams actually got me into it. Uh, started fishing local club stuff around Columbus, Georgia, Lake Eufaula, West Point, and stuff like that. And just started getting my feet wet in the national events this year. Uh, fished the Hobie BOS and the uh, KBF National Championship was the biggest event of the year. But Awesome. Yeah, uh, Freddie was hit the nail on the head with Sinclair. It, it was tough. I pre-fished Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and I did not find a constant pattern until 1.30 Friday afternoon. So, <laughs> Cutting it down the wire. Yeah, I was pretty discouraged coming into it, but I was on cloud nine when I shook those two fish off Friday. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, we're glad to have you. So uh, moving on to Tom, tell us a little bit about you, man. Uh, very new to the sport. Uh, started, I guess, back in February. Jamie Coza kind of approached me and said, hey, let's get back into fishing. I've been a glass boat guy for many years, fished a lot of big trails, had a lot of success there, and I guess kind of got bored with it, and life happened. So uh, kayak seems been something new to me uh kind of revived my uh fishing passion and uh started out uh fished hobie boss at seminole and then fished the bass at uh, logan martin uh but really enjoying it uh, it's, it's totally different uh so much to learn so many new challenges uh, you know good lord hats off to these guys that have been doing it for years and doing it well uh I've just, it's been a struggle for me uh, from learning how to net fish. And I, I call it everybody, all my buddies, I, I tell them, I said, I'm fishing in jail because it's such a small little area. <laughs> it's definitely and, uh, a big change. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, I mean, I love it. Uh, you know, the dugout guys are the ones that kind of got me into it. Um, you know, they were started early on talking about building something and trying to grow it. Uh, kind of getting on the ground floor of a sport that's up and coming. I know a lot of people have been doing it for a long time, but obviously this year is it's just exploded from what I've seen. Oh, yeah. uh, the new trails coming on board, uh, you know, people getting really involved. Uh, <clears throat> so I've tried to fish when I can. I got two kids in sports. It's hard for me to get out. So, it, uh, you know, when I can, it's, it's enjoyable. But, uh, you know, the, the people I've met in this sport, the camaraderie everything everybody's just uh very open sharing super nice uh went to sinclair with uh clint and andy middleton uh clint henderson and andy middleton thank you uh, we stayed in a little cabin together uh had no time on the water i fished sinclair tons uh years ago back in some trails with uh dylan's dad and some other of the greats that uh are well known for sinclair in glass boats but um i uh little place we were staying i walked down to the cabin and uh walked out on the dock uh friday afternoon before the check-in and uh i saw three and four pounders just running up and down the bank kind of cruising along and i was like hmm seems like maybe a good place to start and uh 
went in there first thing and it, it worked out. So that's awesome. <laughs> it's kind of a unicorn, you know, just, just got lucky, but, uh, um, you know, just glad to be here. This is huge. Can't wait to go to Texas and, uh, hang out with these guys and see what Georgia can do, you know, on the big stage. Heck yeah, man. Well, I have to touch on it before we get to Jason real quick. You said you fished the Bass Nation event on Logan Martin. I did. How'd you do? Uh, so I had four fish. Uh, I had Ethan showing. Uh, I'm a, you know, I'm not a river fisherman. I'm a, I'm a largemouth fisherman. I like to get shallow, um, not in the river sense. But, uh, you know, I had a, a rough day of losing fish. <laughs> Me too. Me yeah, the, the, the netting of fish in a kayak is, uh, is an art that I've yet to uh, master. And, uh, you know, I, I was fishing in less than three foot of water on flats, uh, shallow cranking all day. I, I knew I was going to get six, maybe seven bites. Add those six or seven bites and, uh, you know, things didn't go my way. Um, I think I had 70 something inches. So I think I was like in the, maybe the top 30 ish. Yeah. Um, I was going to say it took, cause I mean, I think it only took like 87 to win that tournament. So yeah, I just needed one more fish and, uh, you know, I chose to do what I did and, you know, I stand by it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, all right, man. So, uh, Jason, tell us about you, man. Well, first, let me just say, Logan Morton, that was some of the most challenging conditions I've ever did. Agreed. I'm just glad that we can all agree on that because I was in the same boat Tom was. I was. I had never fished a Carolina rig out of a kayak, and netting fish with a four-foot leader was not wow. happening. <laughs> So, and that's how I lost most of my fish. But yeah, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Clint Henderson and I had pre-fished and we had gone all over the lake and we decided the night before, hey, let's float this creek. And that creek is about 1,200 cubic feet per second. We got up the next morning, it was like 7,500. And yeah. so we're you like- You floated it at 10 miles an hour. <laughs> I, I did it. I hit 10 miles an hour in the kayak at one point going <laughs> down. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. That was a true yeah. deluge as far as like amount of rain that just never ceased. Mm -hmm. uh, for as many times as I've been out there for events, tournaments, or whatever, that I, I, I've never talked to more anglers that had their rain gear fail than that event. Uh, yeah, I, I knew it happened to me. I will yeah. not ever use that brand again for that fact. I don't, I don't know if any brand could have helped in that. Uh, yeah, that's I, how I, I know. I know of two guys that had two different brands on that stayed dry all day. And oh, okay. Yeah, we needed to talk. Yeah, yeah. right. I'm still trying show. to get that sponsor for the show because my God knows I need okay. that freaking gear. Good to know. <laughs> well, congrats to all three of you guys. I mean, in, you know, winning at any level is a big deal, but especially the state championship this time of year. I, you know, I, I I fished a local small tournament on Saturday, and uh, was that weather front moving through for you guys on on Saturday as well? Mid tournament, had it moved through yet? It was what weather were you guys experiencing down there? It was pretty stable for us, I think. Um, on the drive home is when I hit some major weather. Okay. Um, it hadn't quite hit you guys yet, though. No. But overall, I would think, even not knowing much about the lake, I'm guessing you guys were up against some uh, tougher conditions coming into it. Sounds that way by practice a little bit, too, that uh, you had to work for yeah, some that, bites. Is that, that the case? That week before, it was definitely um, – a huge weather front had come in the week before. So I don't know if that affected it uh, okay. you know, a week later, but yeah. 
Are you guys, what species, yeah. is, it, is this a straight largemouth thing that you guys are dealing with on Sinclair? Or is it, you got spots or other things to, to deal with? There's been a few spots caught here and there. Not very many. It's it's predominantly largemouth. That's what it'll cool, take cool. to win it. Mm-hmm. Large ones, okay. Adam's taking notes as well as asking y'all questions. That way he can come down. Because you never know. I may end up at Sinclair going up against you guys. I need to pick it right now in case I'm got to get down there myself. You know. Um, I think uh, Sinclair is historically known as a uh, you know January to May lake. Uh, that's when all the big tournaments are there, and there's some there's some big catches that get caught. A lot of big fish. Um, you know, I, I felt like this tournament. You know, even though we're in the month of October, I feel like here in Georgia, we're still in September uh, yeah, yeah. weather-wise. And, uh, you know, Saturday morning, I, it was just slick. Uh, it's one of those conditions where you're like, man, there's just not a lot moving. You know, the wildlife up on the bank really run around from where, where I was. Uh, but just a kind of a dead calm before the, before the storm because uh, we definitely – I know Jason and I drove home through some uh, some pretty serious Atlanta traffic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be, cur- I'd, I'd be curious to hear uh, some of the approaches that you guys took. Dylan, what did you do? Let's see. I don't have the numbers, or I can have the numbers here in front of me. Dylan, you had 83 inches. It was just one day, five fish, correct, guys? That's what you had. What did you do to get uh, 83 there? All your fish look to be right about 16 to 17 plus there. Uh, Dylan, what what – What'd you figure out? Yeah, so I started in practice on the main lake, and I think the main thing that was killing me was they were spraying hydrilla everywhere. Wow. So I had to I had to make a nickel. So I just started thinking, I was like, where can I go? There's no grass, you know, no pressured fish. You know, Sinclair's a pretty pressured lake. I went seven miles up a creek. Okay. And uh, it's very narrow. Uh, left bank was maybe eight inches deep at the most, but the right-hand bank had about six feet of water on it for about four and a half miles. Nice. I went through in the morning, and I caught all my fish on a swim jig, and that bite died off at about 11 o'clock, and I started to panic because I did not have a kicker fish, and uh, I shook two kicker fish off Friday, and that's what had me so jacked up about that spot. About, I don't know, maybe 12, 31 o'clock, I just, you know, my I used to fish with my granddad a lot, and he, uh, his main thing was flipping a jig, and I could just hear him in my head. say, boy, if you would just pick up a jig, start flipping around stumps and blowdowns, you, you'll get it. So I picked up a jig, and on the first cast after that, I caught that 17-incher, and it was just over from there. It was like every piece of wood I flipped by, I caught a fish. I just couldn't, couldn't hear that big bite. What's your, uh, what's your go-to flipping setup, if you don't mind? You know, rod, reel, line, jig, everything. Uh, well, my swim jig rod is a seven six heavy moderate by Impulse. It's awesome, man. I kept the swim jig coming over blowdowns. You know, they come up and get it and try to dig back down pretty quick. And oh yeah. He's a, I have a buddy that makes my swim jigs with a really thick hook. You know, there's not a lot of flex to it, so I I cross their eyeballs when they come up and hit it and try <laughs> to come back to the kayak as quick as I can. That that rod's just perfect for it. And uh, my jig rod's a seven three heavy moderate by Impulse, and it's extremely sensitive you know just enough play in the tip it's they want i couldn't ask for a better rod you know lance stringer brian uh brian hastings have been really good to me since uh i started kayak fishing and started working with them and 
couldn't ask for better people. Heck yeah. But uh, yeah, man, it was it was fun after after about one o'clock. It it started heating back up. And you gotta love when you can start flipping, you know, getting a little flipping bite going too. Especially in like what you're talking about in a narrow area. I love when I can find a narrow creek that's got that one deep side that just mm-hmm. seems to stay consistent. That do you have any company back there in that creek? Mm-mm. No, no, I don't think anybody else wanted to put in the work that I did to sure. get down the hill and back up and all that throughout the day. It was rough. Those what kind of boat you in? What was that? What kind of what kind of boat you in? I'm in a Hobie Pro Angler 14 with 360 drive. Ah, there you go. I see all the dugout hats across the across yeah, the board here. I figured that we got a bunch of Hobie guys in here. The, the dugout crew almost had a clean sweep of the top five. We are we were missing fourth place. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, still Jamie's putting together a team, man. Like he's dugout went from like you didn't hear about it to like that's all I hear now, which is yeah. fun. I mean, it's great to hear. Like perfect. Oh, yeah. time. We lost hook one and dugout exploded. So yeah, they do a lot for this community. It's they're some of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Heck yeah, I I haven't even got to meet Jamie, but I know tons of people that would you know do anything for the guy and say that he would do the same. I hear nothing but good about Jamie and those guys. That seems to be the consensus. Um, Tom, looking at your sure. limit here, Ty Dillon at 83 inches, but I'm looking at these fish right now. Your fish look a lot different than his. You want to talk about that and uh, how you got a 21-incher to, uh, is, is your kicker there? A big one. Yeah, it's, you know, it was a struggle. I, uh, I went into this event um, – I'm, I'm kind of one of the old buzz bait guys. I plan on throwing yeah. a buzz bait start to finish. Um, staying shallow, you know, uh, got out that morning, uh, threw a buzz bait for the first 45 minutes. Water was just slick as glass. Uh, I actually switched over to a Rico Popar, trying to see if I could get something to smash it and just nothing going on. Uh, you know, I, I pulled out a uh, old wacky rig. <laughs> June bug worm on a wacky rig and uh, started making long cast. I, I'd seen the fish just kind of, you know, roaming every once in a while they would fire up on the bank, you know. So I knew they're in the area. Um, I was in Beaver Dam, I think is what a lot of the locals call that area. It's the old uh, warm water discharge for the power plant. Uh, it's shallow primarily. Uh, there's a few channels in there over near the, the old power plant, but a lot of it's just flats and I got way back in those flats and just fan casted. Uh, I caught that 21 inch. It was my first fish. Uh, kind of gave me a little momentum. Uh, lost a couple of good fish. Uh, my typical netting escapades that I have in the kayak. Uh, yeah. It's got to go with the old boat flip. Sometimes I've boat flips some stupid size fish to the point where it's like, I know I'm going to lose it if I net it. So I'm just going to break my rod and get it (laughs) you know jimmy i think you're right because uh (laughs) that net dips in the water and i swear it weighs like a thousand pounds i'm like oh you know trying to pull it out of the water i'm like so uh, somebody's of mine were telling me about wooden nets i'm gonna i may may give that a shot but i love to boat flip them so maybe that's that's what i I I just i boat flip and grab grab the line with my hand i've just about given up i like my net in a case i can do it but for the most part i've just swing <laughs> like just hope it comes in the boat <laughs> hit a few more red bulls in the gym maybe see what i can do about getting that net well a little better but uh 
Yeah, I mean, I was fishing with a spinning rod, so I, you know, I was I was making long casts. Uh, you know, I'm a Loomis guy. Uh, have been for a long Ooh. time. Wait, never wait, mind. Wait, I wait. Statements. Breaking one of your rods can be a deep pocket. Just yeah, you know what? They don't break. I, I've had good I've had good success uh, with my rods. I, I you know I throw all the NRX rods now. I feel like it's just a a different feel. Um, you know, and then I, I'm a Shimano guy. Actually, my spinning reels are all Daiwa, but uh, I'm an old Daiwa guy for the drag. So, uh, yeah, but yeah. I, they got great drag. Yeah, you know, the, the saltwater guys get it right, but um, <laughs> the um, just throwing that wacky rig around, uh, I could see a couple of stumps out there. Every once in a while, I'd stand up and I would see uh, almost look like dock stumps, you know, dock posts cut off in the water. And that's where I caught all my fish. Uh, you know, I, I caught a ton of 13 inchers. Uh, like I said, I, I had a, you know, I had one, I think that was probably three and a half, four and an, another two and a half plus that, you know, just didn't get them in the net. So, uh, you know, and I, I kind of did like uh, Dylan did. I, about noon, I, I abandoned that water because I felt like the sun was too high. We, we had a lot of sun, you know, towards the uh, day and then the clouds came in right as we got off the water really, I feel like. But I went out to some docks and uh, started flipping. I, I love to flip a jig and, uh, you know, flipped a jig way up under a dock on a stump I saw and my line jumped six feet and it was a flathead catfish about three pounds, just big enough <laughs> to fool me into thinking he was a bass. Uh, but that was that was my day. It was a, it was a tough day. Um, you know, Sinclair is one of those lakes that, uh, Feel like it didn't didn't hurt us all too bad but i, I do feel it's a it's, it is a great lake it, it's got a lot of big fish in it and they didn't show out like they could have but once again we're kind of we're in september here in georgia sure. this is not typical october weather for us sure. right um, but well, it's on the buzz bait were you throwing that you're hoping to throw all day <laughs> and i i'm a uh as Jamie and them will tell you. I've, so I grew up with the dugout guys. I've, I've known those guys okay. since I was okay. a kid. Um, Craig and I played soccer together All right. uh, <laughs> and when we were young. Um, but uh, I throw an I'm a buzz bait. Uh, it's kind of off the beaten path. A lot of people don't know about it. Uh, it squeals. It squeals like a pig, which is my, hmm. uh, that's what I want my buzz baits oh, to yeah. do. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's one of the most impressive buzz baits I've ever thrown, but uh, that's what I threw. And then uh, the worm I was throwing was a a net bait uh, T Mac June bug, and uh, you know just a June bug's a great color on Sinclair. It usually catches some fish. I don't usually hear a lot of guys going with the net bait stuff anymore. I used to like when I grew up, that's net good. bait everything like was the deal, right? So I literally walked in the dugout Friday afternoon to pick up a banner to get to Freddie and uh, Garrett, one of the guys behind the camera, he goes, Mr. Kazmersky, they got net bait again. And I was like, I said, oh man, I said, man, I haven't thrown this in forever. That pork fat, man, that stuff's money. Mm-hmm. And I went over and I was looking, I was like, oh, June bug, hell, I'm going to Sinclair, I'll grab a pack. And uh, threw it in my, <laughs> I grabbed one pack. I was worried I was going to run out. I was like, oh man, there's, cause they were slinging it off every time they jumped. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, it was kind of weird. I haven't thrown net bait in a long time. You know, it's a Logan Martin killer. I mean, it used to be one of the 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he used to be one of the biggest baits over there. So, uh, yeah, it's funny. You know, you don't hear that that bait anymore, but they've rebranded, you know, their packaging and stuff. But uh, still the same bait. I mean, it's got the pork fat in it, and fish hold on to it. It's good stuff. Well, and now they are officially sold out everywhere. Yeah, for, right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that that, 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 that bait's good stuff. I, I have. Uh, I, I wish a lot of their discontinued stuff uh, could magically reappear. A few of the, few of those items, but I understand why they had to disappear at the same time too. Um, well, good fishing, Tom. Good, good info there. Now you mentioned a second ago. You, you said Sinclair has some good sized fish. I looked at the overall scores, and if I counted right, nine bass were caught in your tournament that were 20 inches or plus and a few of those definitely cured the, the 20 well uh, several 21 inch fish one of those was caught by jason in addition to a handful of other solid fish to give you 91 and a quarter inches for the wind there jason talk about it but how did this happen how did you get 91 in a in a tough kind of transition time of year well, I knew what was on the line, so I decided to take two days to go down and pre-fish. So I drove down Thursday morning, and um, the first area I'd stopped at, it reminded me of back home. There's, we have a place here that I thought I was home. So I put in there and just ran around, and I was catching fish left and right there. And Thursday, I stuck a few just to see. And the problem was the biggest I caught was a 17 there. But... I knew I could catch fish and I, between Thursday and Friday, I launched at seven different ramps and drove by three others just to, you know, check them out um, and eliminated three without putting in, but spent daylight to dark Thursday and Friday on the water and I didn't know what I was going to do, you know. I was hearing talk of all these people putting up 90 inches practice and all these big fish and I knew I didn't have it. So Saturday morning, my plan, I rigged up uh, two different systems, basically one for real muddy, shallow water and one for clear water, clean water. And my plan was to go to that first area that I pre-fished because I figured I could catch about 75 inches there. And I was going to, try to get 75 and then I was going to move and just go swing for the fences for some calls. So during, during pre-fishing on Thursday, I'd found a, a one-eyed 17 inch bass and he was in about 16 inches of uh, six inches of water. Sorry. Up against the bank, there was a little, a little pocket up under the bank. So he was tucked up in there. So I figured in muddy water, a one-eyed bass, I can go catch him. You know, he's not going to go far. I threw in there, skipped a jig in there and caught a 12 inch. So it's like <laughs> they're sitting good. So, and that's all I had for the first hour. And I was literally packing up and I'd put all my rods up and I still had one rod. And I was just like, looked over and I was like, hmm. I made one cast and I caught a 21. So I knew right wow. then I wasn't going anywhere. So I was actually <laughs> headed back to the truck when I caught that. So um, basically I'd found an area that I had to myself, it was just way back in a cove and it was um, access to deeper water, but it came up, there's a shelf, a little creek channel that was like three foot deep. Um, and I basically all day just went back and forth over about a 75 yard stretch, just 
down one, down and back. And every time I'd catch at least one and uh, throwing a buzz bait all day. Sorry, the Tom. Buzzer. <laughs> buzzer got him. <laughs> yeah. I, I caught, I'd have to pick up other baits and just weed through here and there. And um, I caught a couple on chatter bait and a square bill and a jig, but the buzz bait was in my hands all day. At the end of the day, I put everything else up. So it was just one one bait all day, pretty much. And what's your uh, what's your go-to buzz bait setup? Um, for this tournament, um, I used a War Eagle, the Buzz Toad, and uh, I use a Zoom Horny Toad on it. So I like that bigger blade. Um, it doesn't squeal as much, but that's what I used last year in the state championship, and it did well for me. So I did it again this year. So. I mean, it works. Nice. I've gotten to where I, I don't even use anything but toads on the buzzers now. How about you, Tom? Do you stick a toad on that one? Yeah. Yeah, Zoom, horny toad. Uh, yeah. Man, it, it's amazing. You don't even need a trailer hook. They they eat that bait so well Agreed. compared to a skirted buzz bait. And I, good lord. If you if you look at my my last fish that I called was an eighteen and a quarter, and if you look at that thing, it's bleeding. And that was on a buzz bait. He had it choked, and I didn't have a but I didn't have a trailer hook on. I never used a trailer hook on that that buzz bait. What do you, I'm curious? So all three of you guys, uh, your opinion on this trailer hooks, be it buzz baits, spinner baits. I personally go with the theory: if they, if they ain't eating it good enough to where I got to worry about a trailer hook, I'm not throwing the right thing, and I'll change the baits entirely. Maybe not. Uh, like if it's a spinner bait, I may go something close to a spinner bait, but I'd rather not deal with a trailer hook that impedes the action and just makes me think they're not getting it as good. Do you guys go with trailer hooks on uh, lures that you can't add them, or do you guys? What, what, what I try to do is on that. So like a spinner bait, let's say, like on the buzz bait, I'm not. If I can get away with it, I'll never throw a trailer hook on a buzz bait. Um, but on like a spinner bait. If they're if they're swiping at it but not getting it, I'll just try to change the color. So I'd rather change, change the color and still still throw the same bait because I know they're coming after it. But just give them a little something else. Maybe they'll they'll hit it a little harder. Cool. Dylan, how about you, you, you throw that buzzer much, the spinner baits or anything like that? I walked on you a little bit, Adam. I didn't hear who you asked. Uh, Dylan, I was asking Dylan if he, if he uh, what he does for trailer considerations. Uh. The rare occasion I do throw a spinnerbait, I, I usually slap a trailer hook on there, but uh, right. I'm more of a chatterbait guy. And, uh, I, man, I haven't thrown a buzz bait in probably five or six years. Uh, All right. Yeah. This <laughs> doesn't apply. Usually frog and a walk plopper are my two go-to top water baits. Yeah, you don't need a trailer hook for those. Those get it done. I, 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 uh, wish I had another set of hooks on a frog, though. When you have one, when you're fishing the slop and they miss it and blow mm -hmm. it out of the water... I, in my head, I'm like, ah, I should just slap an extra set of hooks on that somewhere. It'll work. Like, yeah, I had that happen to me at Gunnersville at the national championship. Uh, I saw a fish swirl under a dock, and I skipped the frog under there. And I swear, I, I don't know how that fish missed it. it. It had to be centimeters that she didn't get it. But. Well, that's – I have them – Gunnersville, you know, you'll have those close misses like that. And then I have sometimes – I just think think it's an extremely stupid fish. He'll miss it by three feet. Like <laughs> – I'll throw it here and he'll blow up over there. I'm like, what? Hey, over here. Like, come get this frog, please. Yeah, what about that's, you, Tom? That, that's you like a one eyed bass that uh, he saw. Those are the ones that are missing by three feet. Yeah, that could be it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tom? You you like trailer hooks on anything? 
You know, it, it, it depends on, uh, I, I'm a big spinnerbait guy. In fact, uh, the jackhammer's not been nice to me. So uh, I, I still live and die by my spinnerbaits. Uh, I build my own. Uh, if I'm fishing shallow, you know, Indiana blades and Colorados and stuff like that, and uh, fishing cover, heavy stuff, a lot of times I don't, I don't use a trailer. Uh, you know, here in Georgia, we have a lot of spotted bass lakes, uh, Lanier, Altoona, you know, same with Logan Martin, lakes like that. If, if I'm open water fishing a spinnerbait for spots, you know, big spots, I'm, I'm putting a trailer on it. You know, I like the G-stringer from uh, Yamakatsu, the little rope style. That thing's brutal. Uh, you know, but I leave it up to the conditions I'm fishing. Typically shallower fish around, you know, dirty water, around brush and stuff where I'm fishing for largemouth primarily or fish that are just eating it better. Uh, but in open water, you get a lot of fish that just don't commit on a bait well. And, uh, you know, it's a reaction bite. So yeah, they're gonna swat at it. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I use trailer hooks in those scenarios. Um, so that, it just depends on what I'm doing. As to whether yeah. or not I have one on there. I feel you. What, Freddie, what? I, I don't want to forget about Freddie. You know, outside of Freddie actually, you know, doing all these events and stuff, Freddie does fish. So, Freddie, do, <laughs> you, you, know, do you like. It's funny. I was like, oh, yeah, you guys don't ask me any questions about fishing. It's been so dang long since I've been out. But <laughs> When was the last time you got to go out? Uh, it's It's been a minute, let me tell you. I was talking to a lot of people over the weekend and, you know, actually. There was someone there that was looking at starting a, a club up in North Georgia. And he was, you know, talking to me about whether or not I fish these tournaments. And, you know, I kind of went through my whole gamut and story of you know, putting away and giving up tournament fishing. You know, gosh, it's been over three years now. Uh, you know, it's just with everything that I've got going on that I've enjoyed doing on the tournament directing side, it's just zero time for me to get out there and fish. But, you know, when I did, I, I always kept it simple. Um, you know, I, I was well, was, was a big, or am a big uh, spinnerbait guy. Um, but again, just kind of taking taking what's what's there. You know, it depends on where I'm fishing and, and what's, what, you know, that lake is showing me and what I'm going to throw for that particular day. But, um, yeah, let's not talk about me and fishing because I'm starting to miss it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Here's a, just a little. Up, I'm like, now that everything's over, I hope tomorrow I can get out a little bit. Uh, Michelle's sitting here next to me, and I, I haven't even told her that I'm trying to sneak away to get. Hey, I was wondering where she is. She's the one usually doing everything. <laughs> right, exactly. She's resting too, man. Uh, you know, her and David. Uh, you know, I can't thank enough for for the help that they you know put out there and, and helping me get this tournament put together. Um, yeah, you know, I'd like to take a moment real quick if I can't if I can steal a few minutes, but you guys Go mentioned ahead. him earlier and Jamie Coza and the dugout. You know, this this tournament wouldn't have been, you know, what it was as far as what we were able to provide the anglers without those guys. Uh, Jamie really stepped up. You know, we when we got in contact with each other, he he had what he wanted to see given to the anglers that participated in this event and man, let me tell you, he we were able to provide captains back for all 48 anglers that, that showed up this, this weekend. And, Very cool. you know, it wasn't just any, uh, <laughs> wasn't any fluff uh, captain back. You know, he had some of the best baits in there. And you know, I was really proud and honored that he was you know, so supportive of, of what we were doing to do that because it wasn't, uh, wasn't a cheap captain's bag, let's put it that way. 
he definitely uh, went above and beyond, and I, I truly appreciate him stepping up. And um, you know, we have uh, another big sponsor in, in Automotion uh, Customs with Shane Coulter. He, he uh, stepped up as well and gave some really great prizes, and I just wanted to make sure that I took a moment to thank those two gentlemen for, for really supporting us. And Absolutely. We're, we're excited to have them going into next season as well. Heck yeah. Yeah, no, Jamie, Jamie's doing good stuff. He's sponsoring a lot of clubs and taking care of a lot of people. He's yeah. dugout doing. I just realized Adam's wearing a dugout hat too, man. Like, I feel left out. I need to give me a dugout hat. Yeah, get get with it. How, how many guys are – So, because it sounds like Tom, it sounds like you're you're hopping in a kayak uh, more and, and in the glass but less. How many guys around the, the Georgia area are doing the same or have done the same? I've gone from the boat world to the kayak world. You guys know yeah. many? Uh, that's how I got started. I got started fishing okay. BFLs in the uh, ABA weekend series as a, I want to say I was around 16 or 17 when I started. And uh, just, I don't know, kayak fishing's always been more of a challenge. And uh, it's way different. <laughs> There's a lot more time management involved. You can't just zip around the lake. You got to make do with what you got. I love that. It makes you become a, a more thorough angler. You know, you. Like you, I mean, you, you can still do some moving. I mean, I have a buddy that spot jumped like seven times in one tournament and still did good. I don't know how he managed that, but like you said, at, you know, some of these events on some of these bigger bodies of water, you have to commit to an area mm-hmm. and just tear that area piece by piece apart till you figure it out or completely flop. You know, that usually what happens to me. I just don't pick the good areas when I fish tournaments. I have great pre-fishing. I'm kind of like Steve. Steve Owens, I can I can pre-fish. I can have great time coming up to it, and then tournament day just falls apart. So It's nice that I get to have you guys on and talk about it, because I'll never be on that end of it, because it just doesn't work out for me tournament day. So it's, it's nice to hear all of y'all's great stories about how good you're doing and progressing in the sport. Yeah, this is, this is the best thing that's happened to me this year. It's, it's been pretty tough. Yeah, this year's been, it's been tough for a lot of guys with – I mean, COVID, yes, but I mean, for the most part, kayak fishing has found its way around that. But it's just been an overall just crazy year for everybody, period. You know, it's, you know, even guys that are having great years, you know, like Russ and all those, they've had their challenges and, you know, it's it's just been insane. I am ready for this year to go away and see what 2021's got in store, like Tom was talking about earlier. This year has been just a crazy growth year for the sport, and I don't see it slowing down any going into next season. Talking into next season, um, guys, what do y'all what do y'all have planned? Are y'all doing national events next year? Are you gonna try to, you know, re up for the state again? Well, Dylan, you want to tell us what you got planned for next year? Uh, I'm gonna focus most of my time on the Hopi BOS. Uh, AJ runs a great tournament trail. Um, very, very put together. Um. I'm going to have to miss a couple of them right off the bat scheduled on my girlfriend's birthday. So I can't be put in the doghouse right off the rip, but she doesn't give me any lip the rest of the year. So she lets me go do whatever I want. So just take her with you, man. Just, just, I took, okay. So I took her kayaking for the first time on the old Mogi river. And if you've never been there, it's got a couple of pretty sketchy rapids. And I didn't consider that she had never been in a kayak before when I took her down that stretch. And we got to one of the rougher sets, and I was like, man. And I looked on Google Maps, and I was like, okay, there's a creek that goes around this. So we're going to take this creek that I've never been down before. It looks like there's a small shoal 
we should be fine. <laughs> Joel was not small. <laughs> I've been I've been doing this since 2016. You know, I, I started in Columbus around all that whitewater stuff, and it, it had me a little nervous. So she uh, she's been in a kayak with me like two times since then. So Ooh, yeah, yeah, not a good. I, I took my wife when I took her out on her first trip. You know, we went the most boring, flat, just shallow water just because I was worried about just throwing her in something like that and her hating me and kayaking for it. So I understand. So yeah, Ho Hobie for you, man. I agree. They're good killer tournament series. Yeah. Uh, definitely going to fish the classic though. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Oh yeah. Texas. I mean, it's the land of giants out there. It could be, it could be crazy. I'm hoping that it sets up for, you know, it heats up there kind of early like it did this year. Their pre-spawn times, you know, usually come in kind of way early, earlier than we do. I think it could be excellent fishing for all these guys. I know I'm going to try to go out. I qualified our five guys from our state. I think I'm going to split the house with them and go out there. You know, I probably won't, you know, fish with them to get in their way, but I definitely think I'm going to use that as an excuse to go out to fish in Texas. Freddie, are you going to go with your guys? I am. Yeah, I'll be there. Uh, cool. Definitely for support. Uh, looking forward to it. That's actually uh, going to be going back home for me. Uh, you know, about three hours away. So I'm going to look forward to seeing oh, my family sweet. while I'm there and getting back on some Texas water. Heck yeah. Well, Don't Tom, what you got planned? With. I've, been, I, I've gotten a lot of lessons learned moving to Georgia, let me tell you. It was a depressing <laughs> first year. And I think that's what ended up leading me to turn around. Because like, man, these guys are crazy out here. It's just too much work for me coming from Texas. But you better uh, watch I, out, I, man. I've always said that, that the waters here that you know that these guys fish, it, it makes for a better angler. I mean, I, I can't say that enough. You know, not to downplay what we have there in Texas, but you know, I, I do have to admit it is a little easier to find the big ones there. You know, <laughs> so, to, to same with all you Florida people. You've got to put in the work and the time on the water for sure. So uh, this weekend was no exception. You know, I was really interested to see how we were going to end up result-wise with the guys because, you know, there was a lot of challenges. We had, a, I believe there were three other decent-sized boat tournaments going out that, on the water that morning as well. But, you know, the guys got in there and they, they found, you know, their their areas and they held strong. And it was it was pretty interesting to see. Uh, especially, you know, being able to see on the backside and the locations of where the, where the guys were at, you know, I knew, I, I was surprised to hear in a lot of them, and it was telling me that most of them were shallow, was because there wasn't, you know, I didn't hear a lot of people having any issues with the bug traffic. So it was a awesome. really interesting weekend from that, that aspect as well. Well, Tom, uh, what you got coming up next year? Uh, definitely going to fish the Hobie Boss. Uh, Looking forward to some of those. Um, the uh, depending on what bass does, I'll try to get in a couple of those if they got some in our area, and I can get away from work and life in general. <laughs> Go hit some of those. Uh, uh, you know, I'm hoping. Uh, you know, I think Jamie and crew and them have kind of done this tri-state tournament series they're doing now. Uh, I hope they carry it into next year pretty awesome you got weekly weigh-ins and stuff definitely enjoy that it's small entry fee you get to fish when you want i mean that's you know i 
talking about guys from glass boats and uh, the whole kayak thing, to me, what it appeals to is um, tournaments like that where guys that, uh, you know, no matter what age you are, you know, if you, if you have young kids or kids that get into sports and family and life happens, you know, and sometimes your job goes different directions, the ability to get out and fish, uh, you know, over a five day period and put together, you know, your creel is, uh, is huge. Cause, um, I, I know so many guys in the bass fishing world of glass boats that have come and gone due to sports or whatever, just because the tournaments are always on Saturday. They're always on a Sunday or, you know, I fish night tournaments on Altoona for years because you know, Monday nights I was free. Um, so I I really think some of these, uh, different style events and kayaking are really, uh, intriguing to guys that may not have the time to commit to, you know, weekend trails and things of that nature. I, I, I think it's got just huge ability to grow and it's, I think it's pretty awesome, but I'm going to definitely focus on Hobie and whatever bass puts out there. And uh, may fish some of the other little smaller clubs around here. I fished a KDF, uh, really enjoyed it. So so far, I hadn't met anybody I don't like in kayaking. So I, I, it's it's like an awesome group of people, and it's a lot of fun to be in. It's, it's definitely different, you know. I, you could probably numb off quite a few people you don't like in the bass boat world. I know back when we were in that, I could tell you I could probably only like one or two of them. <laughs> It happens, you know, I mean, people get so competitive uh, and it, you know, I don't expect people to share information. I get it. You work hard for what you got, uh, you know, keep it, keep it tight to your chest and, you know, do something good with it. Uh, but, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of, you know, he's on my hole, blah, 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 whatever. You don't see that in the kayak world. Uh, you know, I mean, Clint and Andy and I sat there the other night and we were all in similar areas and, uh kind of happened to know where Jason was going. And I was thinking, you know, let's all just give each other a little space here and, uh, you know, go do what we do in, in the areas we're in. Um, I'd actually pre-fished a couple of different areas uh, before it. Uh, I had one day out there and hit a couple areas that I typically like to go. But after I, Clint was like, man, you know, I'd like to hit this area. And I'm like, go for it, man. I'll park it in here, which worked out for me. But, you know, yeah. it's one of those deals where, I don't know, it's, just, it's a different sport to me. Uh, it's a different uh, mentality out there amongst the anglers. Um, and everybody at the Rams, you know, fist bumping since COVID. But, uh, you know, everybody's hanging out, congratulating each other. I mean, they do that in bass tournaments. It's not unheard of, but. The bass sure. are intense. So, heck yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Kayak fishing is way better. Take that, bass <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get you, Jason. Oops, sorry. Well, let me just give uh, give credit to one bass boat uh, during the tournament. You know, I'm I'm in this little shallow area. And it's real small. Like I said, I just spent all day going back and forth over about a 75 yard area. There's a, I could hear a boat coming and I knew there was going to be some tournaments on the lake. And I'd seen some guys pre-fishing out of the bass boat. So 
I just knew they were coming from my area. And so I pedaled a, a ways to go meet them. And I just flagged them down and just asked them, hey, are y'all coming in here to fish? And they were just out there. It's just some young guys. And they were just out there, um, just in their boat. And so they weren't. And so I explained to them what I was doing. And I'm leading the tournament and what it was and all. And man, they couldn't have been more nice. So they were so respectful. We sat there for about 15 minutes. They were just so interested in uh, my hobby and how we score fish. So uh, we did a quick 15 minute on the water demo. So, um, <laughs> awesome. so not all, not all guys in the bass boat, sir, you know, and I know that's not what you're saying, but I got to give a shout out to those locals because they oh, really yeah. showed me a lot of respect and I appreciate that. I really have. I, I was having a talk with this with one of my directors the other day about how I can honestly say I haven't had a bad, you know, in the kayak, I haven't had a bad situation with a bass boater. I've had a lot of them come in and they'll buzz in close and it's curiosity. Like they'll come in and wake me and then be like, dude, that thing's cool. Like, how do you, like you said, how do you score fish? And, yeah. you know, I have to like put my attitude back up and be like, he didn't mean it. He didn't realize what he was doing. Let's talk about it. I'll convert him out of the glitter rocket. Now on our local like, lake, I appreciate you mentioning that too, Jason. Because so often we hear about the the bad or negative encounter that a guy has on the water. I know personally, I've had way more positive encounters, especially the mm -hmm. kayak and boat thing. I've had way more positive encounters, so I think it's always good to acknowledge when you have that good encounter out there, and uh, let, you know, let the perception be known that that's the majority of what happens out there. You, you know, we're all just enjoying catching some fish, or at least trying to. Um, and I think too many times the hotheads like to talk about, you know, throwing the lure at the boat and all that kind of, it's like, yeah, no one ever really does that for the most part. And you're probably That's trying right. anyway, it, you know, give acknowledge to the people that are friendly and do good things and good deeds and are, you know, gentlemen out there in the water. So I appreciate you mentioning that. I appreciate them. <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you, fellas. I won the tournament because you stayed off my spot. <laughs> Here's a quick here's a quick question for uh, everyone real quick going around the way. Are you going to be spending more time the next few months in the woods or in the water? Woods or the water? How about you, Jason? Oh, I'm, I'm water. The colder it gets, the better our, our local lake gets. Okay. And we crush yeah. some giants up there, so I nice. can't wait. Sounds everybody like it's Georgia. it's one of the most pressured lakes in the state and so everybody gets in the woods and you know there's a few of us that are just like yes <laughs> yeah me, me awesome. ready how about you bud uh yeah I'm, I'm kind of in line with jason this is actually my time uh, take advantage while everybody is in the woods and you know take advantage of the less pressure and go okay. and enjoy some time on the water all right all right tom uh same uh, i I'll be on the water here in Georgia's precious, precious winter months is when he, his face cold. lit up when you mentioned that. I like he was that. excited yeah. about the cold weather. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Steve if Steve is listening, he's going to have some fishing buddies. That dude loves getting out there in the coldest of time of the year. Yeah, well, I, I think Jason the knows the, the great honey hole to go to in the winter, um, which it can, it can hinge you some of the toughest days of your life, but it also can put a fish in the boat of a lifetime. I mean, it's the big ones bite in the winter here in Georgia. It's, it's pretty special. It's the same here in Alabama if you know where to go. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've heard about what you were trying to Come on down, Adam. <laughs> I'll do it. How about you, Dylan? You getting out in the woods, water? What's it going to be for you? 
Yeah, that's 100% water for me, especially with the dugout tri-state series going on. It, it's a good deal. But uh, I'm actually – I prefer fishing in the uh, spring and summer more than winter. I don't, I don't like cold hands, but I'm going to make it work. Wow. It's a straight sweep of, of going fishing this winter, this fall on the panel here. Very interesting. Um, hey, I want to mention, too, y'all have already kind of touched on this a second ago. The, the dugout tri-state series, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia. Are all y'all in that right now, the October one? Are y'all all in that one? Um, I'm in that one. It, it doesn't look good going up against 100-plus inches from several guys. Just going up against Georgia in general is always an intimidating thing. Um, the October one's about to wrap up. Uh, Steve-O wanted me to get out there. The November one, uh, go ahead and get signed up for that one. I believe that one's live on Turn EX. Um, and there's first, a link, Steve-O, with perfect timing. Personally, I don't know what a better month-long tournament that's been in existence that I've seen as far as what you can win, both based on what you catch and just by signing up some of the, the, the free giveaways there. It's super impressive, and they give weekly prizes in addition to uh, the, the entire month. To just check it out on Tourney X. Just type in the word dugout, and you'll, you'll find those uh, listed there. Um, and that being said, Adam, real quick, uh, Jason hit me up before this. Jason, uh, you want to talk? Just you, you mentioned that sure. you wanted to do a little giveaway, sure. man. So talk about it. Adam, you mentioned like the weekly giveaways. So, I mean, here we are. The, the tournament's not over, and I've already won 300 bucks just for being either in the lead or in second beat that. at the end of a week. So just pop I just got to a little. No, no. <laughs> I, I started strong. So, um, but one of the one of the big sponsors is Branson Tractors. And when I got home, I had a fifty dollar gift card in the mail from Steve-O that he had mailed from uh, on behalf of Branson Tractors. So, what I want to do is y'all figure out how to give this away for the November. I want to pay for someone's entry fee for that. And I want them to have this to spend on tackle, whatever they want. So, Awesome. So what we're going to do for the people that are still watching, comment the word in in the comments right now. And we are going to – I'm going to randomly pick one because I've been paying attention to the comments, and I don't know half of these people. So it's going to work out. So there's going to be no favoritism here because I know, like, Steve and Clint, and I'm not going to pick either one of y'all, so don't even try. So <laughs> – but y'all just thought we're gonna do it. On if no one else does. That's really That's cool, right. Jason. I mean, I'm gonna comment in if y'all don't hurry up. Um, but we're I'll pick that at the end of the show. So everybody listening, you know, comment in on it. And uh I'll pick one right after we go over our tournament recap. But you know, that's awesome, Jason. You know, giving back. But uh I mean the amount of sponsor prizes that are given away in this tournament is just unreal. Yeah. They've got yeah, um, I've never seen anything like that. And, and on top of the entry fees that, you know, that will be given out at the end, um, you got, what, 30, 31 anglers that are qualifying for a championship where there's no entry fee um, on a yet name. They hadn't named the lake yet, so we don't know, but it'll be. We know it's in the state of Georgia, Alabama, or Tennessee. There'll be no entry fee, and you're competing basically one out of 30, 31, I think, for a chance at a Hobie. Um, uh, a Hobie Pro Angler 12 180 drive. So, I mean, what's not to like about that? Right. I was going to ask this earlier, and I want to hit it really quick before we uh, get out of here. Are all of y'all in 360s? Yes. 
what I figured. <laughs> the hype is real. It's like that boat's everywhere now. It's insane. You know, I, Let you me know, just say that when it came out with that price tag, I was like, no, nope, you'll see a few of them. But I, now, I feel like Hobie's going to start their production factory right there behind uh, Coz's place, you know, behind Dugout with as many as I heard he's moving through there. So, yeah. Man, Good for he's you. Everybody, everybody thinks of the Hobie, the pro angler. You know, I always thought of it as just big water boat and all, but man, that thing this weekend shined in shallow water. And I fish one of my local rivers is Etowah River. And I never thought I'd own a Hobie until I was on the river with Clint Henderson and I saw the, the kick-up fins in action. And that's when the light went off that, you know what, this this could work. And But this weekend, I would get up on a little six-inch mud flat and I was able to um, just turn, you know, that drive and flutter kick off of there while still making cast, you know, so... Everybody thinks big water, but man, that thing shined this weekend. I've heard water. it more and more. It's impressive. I, I'd like to see one running up shallow. I mean, I hear about it. I just want to see it. I haven't. Mm -hmm. Most of the guys I know with them are big water guys. They're getting out deep with it. I want to. I want to see one of the hobies running in the in the creek. Yeah, when I first saw it, I never would have thought of PA fourteen would have been in a creek that I was in Saturday. But man, it it outshined any kayak I've ever paddled. It was incredible. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Very, very cool to hear. Um, okay. Oh, go ahead, Adam. I wanted to touch on uh, two more quick events just to uh, get those, make those aware of. Um, Bass Nation Chickamauga coming up here real soon. Um, you need to be a member of Bass by the November 5th or 6th, right around there. So if you haven't done that already, become a member, go through the process, and then uh, you need to be signed up by what the 7th yeah november 7th november you need 7th, to be yeah. signed up for that event that event is november 21st but again you need to be signed up by the 7th um man i gotta think that the fishing is going to be a lot more improved than what it has been lately up there so uh, yeah i think chick's probably getting ready to turn on yeah so good time good time to uh get in there and try to catch you a fish of a lifetime up there and then uh del hollow december 12th correct yeah december 12th uh Got a Bass Nation event there too. Um, we'll get more details on that. I don't think the Tourney X page is ready for that one, but go ahead and just uh, mark that date on the calendars. Uh, December in Del Hollow, you want to be there. It, 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 that is the time, like the cold, nasty time of the year. Uh, perfect time to be there. So if we got you're going to have to talk me into that one after my weekend yeah. at Del Hollow. Oh, dude, I'll show you some photos of some brown fish that'll make you happy to show up and sign up for that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, Chick, Del Hollow. Uh, and then the, the monthly dugout for the Tri-State, Tennessee, Alabama. Yeah, get signed up for the November. It's it's coming up. Are any guys traveling from out of state that's going to be fishing any of those events too? Go ahead and sign up for that dugout one as well. Like Even if you don't end up submitting single fish for it, you still change, uh, stand a chance of winning. Something. So consider that. That's all I had to contribute. No, yeah, no, man. I appreciate you pointing all those out. Those are all great things and – Maybe we'll see. Are you, any of y'all planning on fishing chick, or are y'all going to stay in your state for the rest of the year? I'm going to Del Hollow. You want to Del Hollow? December in Del Hollow is one of the most amazing things. you got to go there once fishing. It Tom is. knows what's up. Yeah, dude. Well, that's two of y'all, and I trust y'all already, so maybe I'm going to have to make that one. It's a fun one. 
It, it don't matter if the, if it's snowing, sleeting. We've done it there. Those, those I hope it snows. Still, they still bite. <laughs> they, they like it. It's one of the few places where, like, the uglier the weather, like, the, it seems like the better the fishing can be that time of year. So. Well, guys, man, I appreciate y'all coming on. Uh, we're gonna wrap up real quick. And what I like we like to do is we're gonna give each of y'all a chance to talk about any sponsors or people that you're thankful for. So we'll start with Dylan and we'll close out with Mr. Freddie. So go for it, Dylan. Yeah, first off, I just want to thank uh, Lance and Brian Impulse. Like a bit since I got started. Uh, Mr. Coza dug out. I'm actually not sponsored by this company, but I want to give them a shout out real quick because I broke my personal best smallmouth at Kentucky Lake at the BOS and then turned around and caught the next personal best smallmouth at the Susquehanna. That is Biz Bates. That is probably the best trailer I've ever thrown on my jig. It's incredible. Uh, I caught all my fish on, let's see, second day at Gunnersville. Every came on a jig with a cutter on the back. Uh, every day at the Coosa, I was throwing chatterbait with a cutter on the back. Um, like I said, Kentucky Lake, Susquehanna. I mean, it's it's been incredible for me this year. Um, and I want to thank uh, Silla Johnson and Jeff Little for talking me into getting a Torquedo. Uh, helped me cover a lot of water to realize all my spots were dead on Sinclair this uh-huh. weekend. Uh, that 1103 is incredible. Oh, you got the big one. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's quiet. I love how yeah. quiet How, how, how fast does that 1103 get that big old boat? I got mine up to 6.4. Good Lord. That's scooting it up. What's that boat? Like 150 pounds or something like that? That's scooting. I, I carry a lot of stuff with me, too. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Well, good job on the event. And I'm sure we'll have you back. Uh, what about you, Tom? What do you want to think? Uh, you know, I, I, I guess I'd thank Jamie Coza for getting me into this. <laughs> I was uh, pretty much turned into a pond fisherman in my backyard uh, and given up on tournaments uh, as of last year. And in November, Jamie got me back into it. So, uh, you know, I, I don't have a lot of sponsors. I've always just kind of fished fished out of my own pocket, but, uh, you know, I love Loomis rods. I, I'm a, I just support everything Jamie and those guys do. And, uh, you know, when they get behind something and start bringing things to the table, good things happen. So, uh, seen them grow a lot of tournaments in my day on, on the other side of the thing, but, uh, that's about all I got to thank for it. <laughs> Heck yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I'm thankful or hating my, you know, my back, my Advil intake's gone up a lot since this kayaking thing, but, uh, other than that, <laughs> good. <laughs> what about you, Jason? Uh, well, first, I got to thank my family, my wife. She's so supportive with just this hobby. And before this, I was big into backpacking and hiking, and she just knew that that kind of refilled my batteries. And now kayak angling does that. So she's very supportive. So got to start there, of course. Um, well, need to thank Freddie for putting this on and, and his team because, man, they did a great job. Um, I want to mention Fishers of Men Kayak Fishing. That's a group that Clint Henderson started um, yes, sir. after after his second place in the national championship. And there's a core group of guys, uh, of course, Clint, Jamie, Alan, and Brian. Um, just what they're doing, um, kind of growing these young men and and not just teaching them how to fish, but teaching them how to, how to be good men, basically. 
uh, it's really impressive to see and it's refreshing to see. So got to give them a shout out. I know Steve has started kind of a chapter of the Chickamauga and I think Matt Ball has started one. So it's kind of growing and I'd love to see it continue to grow. Um, gosh, everybody at the dugout, Craig, Jamie, um, Steve, of course, uh, I just accepted a position with them this last week and I couldn't be happier. Um, awesome. I've been, I've been going down there for years buying just to buy one jig from them. Um, so, um, uh, when, when I was looking at a Hobie, I was going to buy another one and, and Jamie quizzed me some and he knew the water I fished, the 360 was going to be what I needed. So he, he got to know what I needed and, uh, push me in the right direction. So I greatly appreciate that. It has definitely paid off and in the fish that I've been able to catch. Literally um, catch checks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I like to say is congrats to Tom and Dylan, of course, for qualifying for Texas, but also got to mention Jason Broach and Clint Henderson as well. Cause those, those two guys, um, uh, are also going to Texas with us. So, um, and and finally, I'm sure Freddie can speak more to it, but Georgia Bass Nation really stepped up big for us this year because not only did we qualify, but the five of us have our entry fees paid. They're paying our gas and they're paying our lodging for the week. So, I mean, yeah, we're very, maybe. very thankful for all of that. So That's awesome. And thank you. And Jimmy and Adam um, and Daniel, thanks for having us on. We, we appreciate it. Yeah, no, man. I'm so glad y'all could make it. Well, Freddie, I'm going to let you uh, close out the thank yous, and then I'm going to have to talk to you about making me look bad with uh, <laughs> Georgia Bass Nation. Has, like, y'all jumped way yeah. ahead of us taking care of your guys. But good job, man. So thank it up. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, there are a few that I want to, to name off. Obviously, I named a few earlier. Um, but I want to definitely thank uh, Big Bear Rods and uh, Rob Wimberly. Uh, Coyote Outfitters, uh, Westbrook Supply Co., Southern Moon Outfitters for all for coming out and supporting, um, you know, everything we're doing with Bass Nation as well. But, you know, ultimately it, it boils down to, to our title sponsor, Jamie Coe's in the dugout. And, you know, I can't, I, I just, you know, thank, thanking him and his group is just not enough for what he stepped in and did. I mean, I wish I had video camera of, of him prepping and giving us our prize packs because he, he was a man on a mission and wanting to, Wanting to give back to the anglers, and it and it truly is. So I'm I'm definitely grateful for all the support there, uh, as well as Shane Culture and, and uh, Automotion Customs out of uh, Warner Robins. Uh, those two gentlemen definitely stepped up. I'm looking forward to building that relationship and working with them and, and Bass Nation uh, going into next year. But ultimately, you know, another person that I cannot thank enough is is our president for Georgia Bass Nation, and that's Mr. Tony Beck and his team and his board. Uh, for for definitely for welcoming us from from the go, uh, you know it's been a it's fairly smooth transition uh, in in coming aboard with Georgia Bass Nation and their support and things that they have done the uh, plaques and the trophies that we gave away though you know we were still building our side of the finance but uh, Tony Beck and his team stepped up and covered those costs and, and got us what I feel are some very nice plaques and Jason a, a very nice trophy so. Uh, thanks again to him, and I look forward to uh, to building this thing. You know, any 
any support or if there's anything that we can do for the anglers, you know, I'm, I'm always open. Just shoot me a text. I'd, I'd love to hear it and love to improve on it. So thanks again for, for having us on and I appreciate y'all's time. Yeah, man. Well, guys, we uh, we appreciate it. We won't keep you on any longer. We're going to get into some tournament recap, but uh, thanks for being here. And I'm sure we'll see you all down the road and we're going to, we're going to cover the, the classic too. So hopefully I'll have to see one of y'all back up here winning that event. So we'll see you soon guys. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate right, your time Evan. guys. All right. Well, another great show. Adam, you're a natural at hosting. I should have just sent you all these numbers on board. Yeah, man. Well, we're going to get into some uh, tournament recaps. You know, it's closing the year out. Uh, A lot of clubs are having their, you know, classics and TOCs and all Uh sorts of stuff. So we'll get right into it. So uh, Yakabass out in California had their TOC on Lodi Lake. Uh, 54 anglers. I'll mess up all of these names. Sorry, guys. Damien Tao, 85 and a half. Geno Magno, 84 inches. And Kong Her with 83 and a half. And a notable mention, Greg Blanchard, one of my favorite YouTubers to follow. Fourth place on that one with 81 and three quarters. So good job to those guys. Uh, here, here's a good one. You might know a little bit about this one. CKT had their event on Percy Priest with 29 anglers. And I think Adam Riser won that event. That was... That was all Adam. He's on a winning streak, man. You're on a hot streak. You need to keep it rolling. Yeah. You kept, uh, kept that crankbait in my hand, man. It was cranking him up that day. Heck yeah. I'm going to have to get you to show me the ins and outs on all that. Yeah, you just cast but, uh, it, it. That's about it. Yeah, that's all I do anyway. <laughs> so he had 54 on that one. And uh, is it Garrett or Jared? Garrett? I just call John? him G. He's just G? big G okay. to me. All right. So G had 50. <laughs> Uh, it was a three fish tournament, right? Yep, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Zach Powell coming third with forty eight. So good job to you. Good job to those guys for having that one. Uh, Grassroots Bass and had their two day championship at Shakamak State Park. No clue how you say that. Uh, forty three anglers. Uh, Brian Sparks had the win with that one, hundred and thirty and a quarter in two days. It was a tough event numbers wise because it's five fish tournaments. So uh, we had uh, Justin Kivett had 128 for second place and Eric Stansberry third with uh, 127 and three quarters. Uh, moving on, Delaware Paddle Sports Kayak Fishing. It was a, a public, you know, any public water kind of deal. They had 36 guys in that one. Dennis Campbell came away with the win with 93 inches on that. Uh, Mark Kessinger, 75 and a half. And third place, Jesse Schrader was 73 and three quarter. Uh Changed it up a little bit here. I threw in some saltwater stuff. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. These guys, tournaments pop up. So uh, the Low Country Kayak Anglers Battle of Paradise charity event on the Wando River. So it's a combo event, one red, one red fish, one speckle trout. They had 41 anglers. Dave Jaskowicz had 49 and a half for his two. Uh, Devin Green had second place, 45 and three quarter for his two. And Steven Trainer had 44 and a half for his two fish. And we had another one like that that I saw pop up that I wanted to include. Uh, I saw Mr. Dwayne Wally had fished the event himself, and that's what I had never heard of it. But it was the the Fallen Tide 15 in Louisiana. Uh, I didn't see which body of water they were fishing, but they had 87 guys come out for that, and they were doing a Cajun Slam, which is one redfish, one speckled trout, one flounder. I think I've uh, ordered that before at a seafood restaurant. 
That's what I thought. It sounds good. Yeah. Like they could have just brought all that back. I'd have been down. Yeah. But uh, Douglas Murphy had 67 and a half for his three. Uh, Matthew Carr second place is 62, and Jonathan Carter 61 in third place. And looking down through that, a bunch of guys caught all three, which is super impressive to me to go out and have to in one day tournament flip to three different species and three different ways to target fish. So I don't know too much about that, but I know fishing for flounder is a little bit different than fishing for like redfish. That's, you know, that's as far as I know on that. So it just kind of blows my mind that those, that many guys were able to do, you know, catch that limit. Yeah. Uh, yeah they, they know how to get those saltwater fish. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I definitely want to give it a shot, you know, shout out to uh, Dustin Nichols, you know, on our podcast, I think it's chasing the tide. I always get the name of his wrong and I'm sorry, Dustin, but any of you saltwater guys are interested in getting into that. You need to check out his, his segment of our podcast. He does some really cool coverage. Yeah. Enjoy meeting Justin, uh, last week in Ohio too. Uh, so oh, it's yeah. fun to get to talk to him and hang out with him. Yeah. Uh, you got like, old dude, dude, dude. Yeah. he's a hammer. He can fish for everything. Like, so it he sounds can, like he's, he's always running in the top in the reds tournaments and then he can turn around and hurt your feelings and then the bass mm-hmm. fish too now he's texas guy probably why which i say that he came down and we had two days of fishing on him and then he still smoked us mm-hmm. on no hollow so yep. but uh well he didn't smoke adam adam won but uh so getting back to it we got three more uh back to bass fishing uh mio had their ender on erie championship they only had 11 guys show up for that i saw the list they had i think it was around 25 or 30 that were invited because it's an invitational, uh, but 11 guys showed up. Uh, Aaron Stahlbaum had uh, 171. It was a two-day five-fish limit tournament. He okay. won- took the win with that. John Warshaw had a 165 and three-quarter for second, and Robert Waker had a 163 for third. So congrats to those guys. They they had some good days, you know, putting that together. Um, the PCK uh, BC, I could not find what their club stands for. Sorry, guys, but they had a classic in Tenerock, Florida. Uh, Dustin Barrow had 99 and a half, so he had a killer day, which that's it sounds like an average day for most Florida guys down there. They're always putting up the big numbers. Right. Uh, John Fuchs had 93 inches, and Russ Kennedy with third and 88 and a half. You know, another killer day. And then, last but not least, Queen City kayak anglers had their TOC on Sharon Harris Lake. Uh, Chris Goodwin got the win with that one, 152 and a quarter. Matt Hodge had second with 136, and Mike Hicks third with 130 and a quarter. So congrats to all those people. Um, if I missed your tournament, I'm sorry. We usually cap it at 25 unless there's uh, championships going on right now. But I think I got everybody this weekend. And like normal, if you want to want us to talk about your club or you got a guest you want us to have on or anything related to tournament fishing, hit us up. So right before we go, I'm going to pick a winner real quick on the giveaway. Oh, yeah, and that's I'm, right. I'm going to help get you – in touch with Jason. So I'm going up here. So Kevin Renner, if you're still listening, I'm going to get you in touch with him. You're, you're my pick for the winner. So if you're still in here, hit a comment real quick. Let me know. Um, Message me on Facebook. And uh, if not, I'm going to write your name name down right here. We will make it happen. I will get you your, or Jason will get you your gift card and take care of your entry fee for the dugout November. So, for the tri-state thing so congrats to that man but uh that's it guys oh i got a new comments he's still in here oh yeah he's still in here awesome yeah. man thanks for hanging out with us and congrats on that free entry fees 
worth it in my opinion. So absolutely. Well, guys, uh, thanks for sticking with us. And Adam, thanks again for coming on. I'm sure we'll have you on more. You're natural at the co-hosting. So I appreciate it like anything. And we will see y'all next Monday. Later. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20% 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.